I'm Shannon. And I'm Sierra. And we've been best friends for the past eight years. Has this ever happened to you? Some well-intended individual inquires. How are you? But instead of being your sounding board, they end up just sounding board. Well, we're here to lend an ear as our guests unpack their hopes and fears. So come join us in a space where vulnerability is strength and humor is healing while we genuinely inquire, how are you feeling? And what's been storming your brain? 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 What has been storming your What's been storming your brain? Brainstorming the podcast. We are so thrilled to have y'all listen to this first episode. We had on one of our oldest, dearest friends, Lucia Towers. Uh, she's living in LA these days. She's a wonderful queer woman who is equally passionate about her cats as she is her charcuterie. That's right. And we had so much fun recording that we didn't even get to talk about the fact that Lucia Towers is now a small business owner. She started a business called Freckled Foods, which is a female LGBTQ-owned business that delivers charcuterie boards in a box. Lucia makes the deliveries herself to anyone in Los Angeles and the surrounding areas. And don't worry, all deliveries are contactless, so it makes it super easy and safe to get your very own boxed board. You can visit their website at www.freckledfoods.com and be sure to follow them on Instagram at freckledfoods. So stay tuned to hear what else has been storming her brain. properly introduce you as mm-hmm. one of our dearest redheaded friends mm-hmm. um and as our first ever guest this is lucia towers lucia towers Hi. thank you for Hi, having lucia. me thank you for joining us when did we meet sierra we all met eight years ago can you believe it that's wild as little babies at <sighs> the pacific conservatory theater on the central coast of California. Yeah. yeah. In Santa Maria. It was a two-year program, and then post that, we all kind of went in our, as you do in your early 20s, went in our own trajectories. Mm-hmm. Um, Sierra stayed in, Cal- worked in California. Worked in California for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I moved to Utah, finished my degree. Sierra, you were in Oregon for a bit too, no? Yeah, I, I did. I went to you Oregon. Did some monk- you were um, in a monastery there. Were I was not? a monk yeah. for a good chunk <laughs> Why didn't of you time. tell me? <laughs> I wasn't allowed to speak. It's kind it's of like the monk rules. Yeah, it's kind of like doing the amazing rays. <laughs> talk till it's yeah. Can't talk till it's over. Out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then right. you went right to LA, right? Yeah, I I took a few months off to like go back home, Northern California Mm -hmm. and work Mm -hmm. where I worked at Starbucks for a few months. Uh, But then I I went to L.A. pretty much right away. The this past January 1st was my six year anniversary in Los Angeles. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? Six years. That's incredible. Do you feel like you have roots there Um, here in L.A.? Creative roots. Do you feel like you can say I live here now? Yeah, I feel like I, I, well, first of all, I feel like I've been at least three different people since I've moved here. So, (laughs) and I definitely feel like not even because you come here to like create creative roots and, you know, to kickstart your career. But I feel like I have roots of all kinds. Like I I feel, yeah, I feel like I've met so many people and made relationships with so many people that it's like, I know people who are doctors and nurses that are in the creative field that are in you know whatever field you may think I probably know someone here um 
That's that, both a testament to LA and a testament to you, the type of person you are, that you, uh-huh. you know, you hold, yeah, you hold, you're so open, you hold no judgments that you just go, no, I want to meet all walks of life. Right. I do. That That's, yeah, yeah that's very true because I feel, I don't know, I just feel like relationships are probably the most important thing in life, so. We won't get too deep too quickly, but no, <laughs> I, I agree. I really I love agree. that. Yeah. Mm. So, does it is it comforting to be able to say like I live here now? Yes, it feels. It both feels like I just got here and I've been here my whole life, which I feel like is a, a sign of any good thing. Like I, I feel like I was just in school with you guys, but I also feel like I've known you for a decade. And, you know, same with Which like, you almost have. Right. And, or, or being like in a relationship, you feel like you just met them, but you also feel like you've known each other forever. So I feel like that's that's my relationship with Los Angeles right now. Hmm. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Great answer. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> hey, you want to ask our signature question? <gasps> hey, Lucia. <laughs> yeah. What's been storming your brain lately? What has been happening in that noggin? What's been what have you been thinking about what's been percolating up in there whether it's personally creatively mm-hmm. politically mm-hmm. you know in meditation when they say like you have a thought let it go yeah. what's the thought that you keep coming back to what's what's storming up there as of recent um the question is is and you're going to get this a lot probably with every guest is what isn't storming up here Mm, ah. (laughs) i feel like everything you listed off is constantly just flooding my brain Mm. but the past like few weeks i'd say even months specifically would be like i don't know like purpose or existing as a person i've taken up a lot of creative endeavors lately and only because I have just now gotten over the fear of doing it, you know? So it's in, you know, I mean, it, I, as, as much as like, I love the school we went to and it is probably one of the best things I've ever done. It probably that and like growing up when people ask you like, what do you want to be? You always have to pick like, I have to be this one thing or I have to work to like be, I'm going to be an actor and that's it. I think it's cut me off to living a full life. And I think it's, and that's really depressing. But it's, it's the training. It's the societal expectation of what an actor is. That's why mm-hmm. this is the conversation we want to have, you know, what it means to be a booked and blessed actor, what success looks like in this career. Right. But if you don't have a full life to pull from and life experience. Right. That's so two-dimensional. Your work is hollow. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. And then what happens when the world needs to pause for a minute and real life sets in like a pandemic. And so I think for a lot of us, that was kind of, I think where what you're talking about and correct me if I'm wrong, that shedding of the fear for me really started with the pandemic. Me too. I have all this time, all the, the ideas I've had now can be put, that's where I can put my creative energy. You know, I don't know if you're feeling that way. Exactly. Cause you're stuck inside and you have nothing left, but I mean, you have your, your circle, your people around you, but you have, yourself and your thoughts you don't have to go to work and you don't have to uh, prior commitments you can't distract yourself but what's been storming your brain which is like who can i swear on this podcast yes it's just like who the, who the fuck am i and like what is who am i if i'm not acting if who am i if i'm not going on auditions or whatever that's bullshit yep. you know it, it is it, it's like 
you it's it's the fear of failure I don't mean mm-hmm. I, I don't think this is a tangent I think it's on the right track it absolutely is it's it's I had to it's a lot of what you're talking about in this pandemic is like facing your failures and your fears head on and it's like why is it really, so bad? really? it's it's become I can tell you right now which I was going to get to this next question which was uh, what roadblocks do you encounter most often? And the biggest one for me is this idea of failing. Right. And that has prevented me from even starting something mm-hmm. because yeah. I've gotten in my head and thought, oh, but I haven't done this and this and this. I'm going to fail. I'm not even going to try. Right. Yeah. And I think it's so important. I think it's really important to still in, to distill in kids at a young age that, hey, guess what? Failure is a part of life, and not only is it a part of life, but it's a it's a vital part of life. I think yeah. it's where you learn the most. About Absolutely. Yourself. If we don't fail, how do we grow? How do we learn? Absolutely. How to move forward? Yeah. And how do we respond to the failure? Do we let the failure? define us Mm -hmm. or do we let it go okay that's not how I expected that to turn out what can I make from this and guess what it's it's all it's it's an unavoidable thing Mm -hmm. we're all going to fail but the more often we put ourselves out there and get comfortable with the fact that we are going to fail the easier it is to move through that and to grow from it right Um, that's why I think it's it's one so like it sets such high expectations and toxic to ask kids like, what do you want to be when you grow up? They don't have to be yeah. anything except for like a good person, you know? Yeah. And absolutely. Also I was, Oh, forgive me. I'm not going to f- remember who I was listening to, but on another podcast, I was listening to somebody talk about like how they, how they got to be where they are. And that's a very successful person. That's why I'm kicking myself. Cause I don't remember who it is, but she said, you know, we would sit down at the dinner table every night and my father would say to me, how did you fail today? Who, what was your biggest failure today? Wow. And that completely shook me. I have chills going down my arms right now because I'm like, I've <laughs> never, <laughs> I've never thought about how, how to talk about it in that way. Just so casually with your kid, with your parent, like people who have such high expectations of you, you know? Right. It, it, that like, pressure is released. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Instead of hiding the failure, that's what we're meant to do. I right. mean, that goes back, to, and this on a bigger scale, it goes to like eating disorder things of like, right. I'm supposed to hide that I ate too much or I didn't eat today or I'm any failure in our life. Or I, you know, for people who struggle with alcoholism, I drank too much. We're supposed to hide that instead of being able to be open about it and go, yeah. okay, well, I failed today. Okay, yeah. I failed today. That's yeah. incredible. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. And it, But it also, it, it, it's hand in hand with like surrounding yourself with people that make you feel safe enough to fail too. Because if That's you it. are in a, in a relationship with someone who is constantly demeaning you or if your parents are not so approving or, you know, whatever, it's going to be really hard to fail and feel okay. You know, so I think we have to just like, uh, you know, as someone who has grown up very, very afraid to fail hmm. because of, you know, I love the people around me, but because of the people around me, I have to, there's a lot of work I have to do in it as, as an adult, but like the future generation, I think we are all, does this make sense? I can't finish this thought. <laughs> Keep going, keep going. I love it. Uh, we just have to like continue having conversations like this and just making it um, um, okay to celebrate failure, I guess. I don't know. 
Yeah. I agree this wholeheartedly. Is one of the reasons I love her and love checking in with you because every time <laughs> we check in with you, you know, whether it's been six months, however long, because, you know, we have that sisterhood connection, I always see the work that you've done to to expand yourself as a young adult and I see if this makes sense like I see LA working on you mm-hmm. hmm. like I see like you like you said the time you've spent in LA like I see that your life experience like really That's working nice. on you yeah. yeah it's been a doozy that, well what are these creative endeavors that are coming to light right now do you want to share a little bit about what's yeah. what's been permeating um, sure like I Again, it's it's all been happening in the past year, which has been pandemic, which has been just like facing myself and like I can't do the only thing I thought I could do, which is act. Mm-hmm. That's literally like I had the mindset of like, that's the only thing I'm good at, you know, and it, it, it often enters my brain here and there. It's a really toxic thought being like, nope, you're only good at this one thing. But that's just not true. Um, I've started in the past year. I wrote. Um, I've been writing a lot, I, which is something I swore up and down for 26 years that I would never do. I'm like, I'm not a really? writer. Wow. Never. Interesting. Never, until I discovered this old document on my computer when I was literally just cleaning it out. And I wrote about like a breakup that I had. And I was like, this isn't terrible. And then I happened to have a friend who like this, also social media is super powerful. It's like, I had a good friend of mine who was like, hey, I really want to collaborate with someone who's a writer, reach out to me. And I'm like, I wrote this thing. I don't know if it's any good. And she fell in love with it. Um, Wow. Yeah. So that's how, like you said, surrounding yourself with people who make it okay. Yeah. You feel safe to fail. Exactly. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing, but. I brought it to her and she was like, I love this. Let's write this. And I'm like, I've never written anything. And she's like, yeah, you have like, this is it. <laughs> like, you know, you can, That's amazing. you can write more things like this. And I'm like, okay. So I sort of just like jumped into this. Um, and it's called Beards and it is a pilot. Um, about... That we had the pleasure of reading. Yeah. yeah so good. You yes. guys read it? I wanted more. <laughs> I was like, okay, what's next? Yes. It was a semifinalist for the uh, Diverse Voices um Screenwriting festival, which is dope. It yeah. Wow. I mean, to be even just a semifinalist, like to to qualify at all with the first thing I've ever written is really cool. Um, shout out to my writing partner, Katie Aaron. She's the best. Um, but and you met her. Th- how did you meet her? Um, literally through being gay, just like the queer world here. That's another thing here in LA is just like if you know one, you know them all. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that. Uh, but anyway, we wrote this thing, didn't expect it to be, we were just writing it to write it, didn't expect it to be a semifinalist, but it is, which is so cool. Um, and it's about, uh, a, uh, it's, we stretch the truth a little, but it's based on a true story of me and my ex-boyfriend who we both turned out to be queer, um, and how our relationship both ended and flourished through that coming out to each other. So really interesting stuff. Yeah. So this was actually a question I had for you in terms of, you know, we we have talked about creative, you know, roadblocks, but this idea of having when you feel the most creative clarity. Mm -hmm. And additionally to that, do you feel when did you recognize that shift when you did come out 
and start to embrace your queerness in terms of your creative clarity. You know, it's not that what you were creating at PCPA was any less honest or genuine of right. where you were in that moment. But did you feel a shift like this metamorphosis of yeah. I'm stepping into myself more, the work I'm putting out there, you know? Absolutely. It's like it's like even though I wasn't hiding anything because I truly I'm one of those people. It happens more often in women than it does in men that you don't know this thing about yourself and you sort of discover it along the way. So it's like it was it was there was always something growing up, even through most of adulthood before I came out, there was always something off that I I didn't feel like something was, quote, wrong with me, but I felt like something was off and I hadn't quite discovered what it is yet. And I'm like, oh, it's probably going to be some big job or some something I'm good at or whatever. And it turned out that I'm gay. And I'm like, oh, and it, it was like seeing in color for the first time. It was like it it, it it's a huge shift. It does in, in your in, in my work, too, I guess my work. I, I feel weird saying that. <laughs> I own it. I love that. <laughs> when I do things as like acting and stuff, it's like I you you can't be an actor or an, a creative person without being honest, you know, you can't fake anything or people can tell right away. So it's like, I'm finally fully honest with myself and the world. And so my work follows suit, if that makes oh, sense. That's incredible. Wonderful. Yeah. I think that goes perfectly into our next oh, query. Our next query. <laughs> <laughs> love. Which is, hey, what do you love about how your brain works? Ooh, this is so interesting that you ask that um, because I have been recently going to therapy and um, how recent? Oh, gosh. I mean, I've been in and out because of finances, you know, but recently as in the past couple of months and I've been really struggling hard with the ADHD aspect of my brain because it's like my the last like what do you call it psychiatrist I went to call uh, diagnosed it diagnosed it I say in quotes because it's funny how he said it he said it's like crippling ADHD he's like you have it pretty (gasps) bad so wow yeah but that wording I know but it makes sense to me because it is really hard and I currently can't afford the medication to treat it um yeah we love America we love healthcare. (laughs) um god mm -hmm. Anyway, not so, really a lot of care. Well, yeah. yeah. Question is, when did you first start noticing it? I remember you discussing it a little bit at PCPA, mm-hmm. but I don't think you understood it fully at that point. No, I, I knew it was genetic and it was I knew it was like something all three of my siblings had. So I was like, I must have it, too. But like, I didn't know at what on what scale. And I knew I was like forgetting things and procrastinating at a crazy level and like um, all these, all these other things, uh, just the, the focus. And, um, I mainly, it was just like, I was so self-deprecating at that point eight years ago that I was just like, oh, this is just who I am. I'm just this person. I, I procrastinate. I forget blah, blah, blah. But then in the past, like two, three years or so, I've been like, I actually visited psychiatrists and I was like, oh, this is like really in bad shape. Um, so to, answer your previous question um going into therapy she referred to my ADHD as a superpower and I was like no you're lying oh that's (laughs) incredible and I was like no and she goes well what can you do that others can't and I'm like oh Oh I'm like well a number of things actually like you know um I'll be here and I'll be like 
playing a video game or writing or on my phone and you know my partner Nicole will be talking to me and I'll be able to take in and every word she's saying but not be looking at her or at all which some people like you know take as like oh you're not listening to me Sometimes I'm not, but that's like when, you know, that's like any, that's like any normal human moment where it's like, oh shit, I wasn't listening. But eight times out of 10, it's like, I'm, I'm doing this thing. I, I I can multitask basically like, like a superhuman, if that makes sense. That's fascinating. It does because I'm the type of person who needs eye contact. And for me, like body language, if you're on your phone, I assume because of my own shit that you're ignoring me. And so I have to be like, Hey, do you mind putting that down so we could like check in real quick? Totally. Which is coworkers. And it's like, okay. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) they're fully, yeah, maybe they're fully because the way their brain works, maybe they're fully taking me in. They just need another stimulus and right right interesting do synapses fire creatively in the same way in terms of like do you feel like sometimes you multitask creative ideas in a way like you have multiple creative ideas at one time yeah and I think that's why I'm working on so many creative projects at once it's like I can't just do one you know, because like I often get burnt out on this one. So I need to keep working on this one. And then, oh, I have an idea for this one. So let me write it in this notes app over here. You know, um, so yes, yeah. it does. It does work in that way, which is like, you know, some people, a lot of people get overwhelmed with all their creative projects. I think it's really rad when I have like three things that I'm working on at one time. Uh, what's that chip brand where the motto is like, can't have just one or got to have more than oh, one? Is it God. Pringles? Is it Pringles? Is it Pringles? I thought Sierra would know right off the bat. Yeah, That's why. I'm a chip connoisseur. It might be Pringles. <laughs> I'm also serving as kind of our dramaturg, and I yeah. consider Pringles a drama. Can't have just we one. Love, we're a Pringles minute. house. We might. Sorry, Tim. We might have to cut this out. Hold on. This is going to bug me because it's true. Yeah. I've seen that commercial. Is it Doritos? I'm looking oh, right Doritos. Now. That, that's the case in my world. I, I cannot just have one. Can't just have one. <laughs> Can't just eat one. Lays. Uh, okay, bet you can't eat just one. I mean, that's kind of true, I guess. Not my favorite chip, but I'll give it to them. You know, I'll. You know what Lays I'll eat? What barbecue? <gasps> no, that's me. Is that is it barbecue for you? See, for yep. me, it's cheddar and sour cream, Ooh, baby. Wait, those mm. those hold top like those hold first place those together. Are prime. Wow. wow, I haven't had them in so um, long. Well, I bet you can't eat just one. <laughs> bet you're right. <laughs> I think you also answered the second part of that question for us, which was what, you know, what is challenging about how your brain works? And I think that's about ADHD with any mental, I don't know, is ADHD considered mental illness or, or, or disorder? What is the category category there? Gosh, I, I think disorder because it's, it's uh, attention deficit hyperactive disorder. Um, so yeah, technically just thinking. Yeah, exactly. Um, but lots of challenges with that. I don't yeah. even know where to begin. But um, it's mostly like the burnout, which happens really quickly. Because I, okay, going back, I will say another quote unquote superpower of it is the hyper focus. If you, if I have the right brain space, I can get these, I can get things done quicker than anybody else. Does that make sense? Yep. Because, mm-hmm. you know, ADHD people have hyper focus, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but hand in hand, the frustrating part is that the burnout comes really fast and hard where it's like I will be Ooh. working and writing and working and writing. I see I get a text. I answer it. 
I'm suddenly done working on that other thing. I am done. It happens that quick. Um, That's interesting. It's incredibly yeah. frustrating. Are you more <laughs> Are you more aware of it now and less judgmental, or do you still find yourself going, "Ah, oh, God, I w- I wish I didn't burn out." Or? I mean, both. It's it's a day to day thing. If I'm having a bad day, I'm going to be harder on myself about it. Or if I'm feeling okay to that day, I'm just like, "Well, this is. Let me just move on to something else. Like this is not going to work right now." Um, yeah. And I guess the other challenging part of it is the whole listening factor. To where, like, I do that. You may have noticed this in the eight years of knowing me, but I do this all the time, which is interjecting because I get so excited and I have to get this thought out right now. And I want you to know I'm relating to you and talking to you and listening to you that I do talk over people and interject. And I find that with myself as I'm doing right now. Yeah. Like, I, I, and I've often wondered if I, if I do have something like ADHD or AD, I don't know. I, you know, I also have been in the boat of, I probably, it would be beneficial to go to a psych, a psychiatrist, (laughs) but you know, I'm poor. Anyone. Yeah. We'll we'll get there. (laughs) Right. But having a better understanding of how your brain functions is is great. I always interpret that about you two. I never interpret it as they're interrupting me, but like you said, they have something that they're excited about and passionate about sharing. And so, I'm of the, you know, I tend to just lean back and listen, mm. which is why our, our friendship fucking We're just close. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that, that's interesting that you find that in common. Yeah, I do. And I, and I feel, I immediately like feel guilty, but, and Shannon and I have talked about this too, that like exactly what you said, I find myself doing it because I relate with what you're saying and it's a way for me to try and and be like and connect you know Mm -hmm. um but then I immediately I'm like oh I I feel guilty I don't want to sound like I'm trying to talk about me and that's also a woman thing too of oh I don't want to oh yeah oh I don't uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what man is going I shouldn't interrupt (laughs) right exactly (laughs) and I mean if there is one please let us know but (laughs) answer now but that's that you're so right that's such a thing that I think women often are made to feel like we need to sit back and just listen, mm-hmm. um, which makes me very grateful for this medium in particular right. because we're creating a dialogue, and you do have to like on the technical side of it, you have to wait and listen and listen. You know, there is like an, you know there is an overlap, and we figure that out as we go. But it is an opportunity for us to like it's a round table. It's it's yeah. really lovely. So yep. thank you for doing this. This it, is so lovely. Of course, yeah, and like. Really, truly, nothing is so important that you have to say it right in that second. Let the other person talk. Take I I often take a breath. Like I, I I mean it's it's something literally that I've been working on only in the past couple of weeks because it's extremely difficult and it's something that like I just speak and I'm like oh I'm having a normal conversation but then the other person will be like no you're interrupting me and I'm like who whoops you know Ooh, so it's like I have finding to, that middle ground yeah it's it's. No, you know, and now that's there all I go. I do, you see, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just I don't know, making sure other people are heard. As a single woman, my question is, how do you find that in your relationships? How does that affect in terms of does your partner interpret your interrupting as you know, or have you found your way to communicate with your partner? It's it's definitely an adjustment. It's difficult. It's not difficult so much so it's like we fight about it every day. And you know what I mean? It's not it's not that it's just it's a discussion every now and then where it's like, you know, she'll be like, hey, I'm not being heard right now or I'm not being understood right now. And I'm like, 
you're right. You're right. I had to say this one thing and or I had to speak over you and go, uh-huh, yep, uh-huh. And it's just like, no, 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 just literally taking what they're saying. And because all we all as humans, all we all want to be heard and understood. And that's it. Same, same, same with us, too. I think and Tim and I are very we communicate so differently. Um, and that in its in itself has just been like a learning curve. But because of that, I find that I am more aware of hearing myself when I when I tend to get excited and interrupt I'll catch myself and we'll call each other out we call each other on, out on our mm-hmm. bullshit <laughs> you know and that's and it's hard but that's uh, you know like we were saying how else are you gonna grow if you don't step out of your comfort zone especially in the pandemic I feel like you both are spending equal amount of time with your partner and an oh, in, inordinate amount of time <laughs> with your significant other yeah um I feel like if you with Nicole and you with Tim it's kind of similar amounts of time like you're cohabitating and you have yeah. been since March pretty much yeah t- Tim and I have not spent I think the most we have spent away from each other was I guess 24 hours. There was one time where he had to go. He did an escape room for 24 hours. He did an escape room. (laughs) That's exactly what it was. But no, he had to, he was filming something. And, you know, safely, of course, um, but had to go film something and and stay somewhere else. Yeah. But we've been spending every minute together. And we live in a one bedroom in New York City. So, you know, the farthest we'll get is... You know, if he goes to take the dog out for a walk, right. I'll get like, you know, maybe 30 minutes to myself or, you know, whatever. Do you find that with Nicole? Yeah. Same here. Like, do you guys, bedroom. are you? One bedroom in LA. Same, same old thing where it's like, you know, one of us goes to get the laundry, get the laundry, take the trash out, get the mail. And that's, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's, we found it's incredibly important and it helps us a lot to be like, hey, I'm going to go take an hour in the bedroom and shut the door. Like, I'm just going to go take that minute of alone time. And we're like, dope. And we often come back <laughs> like eight. No, no. And I say dope with thumbs up yeah. because it's like we come back like refreshed, like wanting to see each other mm-hmm. and like, oh, I, I, I fucking missed you in that hour <laughs> because Aww. that's just how we function. But um, yeah. it's. Yeah, Sierra, I'm sure it's the same thing, but you are with your person literally 24-7. And it's honestly, like, it's both a dream come true and it's, like, also makes you face, like, a lot of your own shit. Oh, yeah. You're exponentially growing with that person at a rate you didn't think you were going to. (laughs) Expedited rate, yes. Uh Uh-huh. So it's, like, for for me, it's, like, a – and it's a – it's a lot of a, a me thing, too, because I have this, like, wonderful, patient, incredible. I tell her all the time she's this patient, loving, understanding, listens so well, partner. And then there's me who's Everything like, you deserve. Right. Sure. It, yeah. I, I agree with you. But it's like I it makes me come face to face with all my shit and traumas and um, all my stuff to where I'm like, oh, I, I'm not properly listening to you because of X, Y, Z. And I have to face that now and I have to work through that now. To where, like, there is no other distraction in the world right now because we are in a pandemic. <laughs> mm. And now, on the flip side of that, what creative joys are you finding together? I know TikTok has been a really fun thing. You guys, you, you two, yeah, y'all have been creating together. Yeah. Well, we're actually writing together, actually, which is something I, again, never expected. Yeah. It's like, I... I love that. I... um. 
we decided because we love shows like Bob's Burgers and we love those like adult animated shows, but like about these families that are really quirky and funny. But we're like, where's the gay families? Where's the two mom families? You know, like where, you know, where's something we can relate? We love these shows, but where's something we can relate to? So we mm-hmm. wrote one and <laughs> we wrote a pilot. Oh. I know. Well, I mean, yes, Ugh, it's very exciting. <laughs> yes. It is. Um, and it's, um, a musical comedy, and I know our two favorite words. <laughs> We're living over here. Oh. I know our listeners cannot see us, but Shannon and They're I gasping. are jumping for joy right now. <laughs> um, and it's um, it's this musical comedy. It's it's based. Have you guys seen Central Park yet? It's on with Titus, right? You gotta, you gotta. Okay, okay. It's basically that same concept of like the Bob's Burgers style of comedy and animation, but with um songs and um nicole writes every single song i don't touch the songs that's something i'm confident that i am not as a songwriter i just don't do that (laughs) (laughs) i could not that was Uh, our next question what is something you're confident you are not (laughs) and that that was not a question it's like even (laughs) even just coming up with funny songs on the spot it's just it doesn't work i've i've tried it's just that is uh, i you know (laughs) But, uh, well, Shannon and I have success in that. We do. Oh, we make no. songs for our animals. I, I've i heard a couple, I think. <laughs> She's like, and no more. She's and, like, yeah, um, I've heard them. That's... You might think they're successful. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> they're fully re- well-rounded and fleshed out songs. You guys write. Orchestrated. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, um, it's called The Gayborhood. Um, and <gasps> the perfect name. I know. Okay. Wow. And it's, uh, we just wrote about a two mom family with a couple of kids and there's a song about IVF and when they tell their kid that they were conceived through IVF and like there's a, you know, it takes place in Provincetown, P-Town, Massachusetts, which is this notoriously gay town, um, okay. on the East coast. And to answer your question going way back, cause I tend to go on tangents is that writing this with her has been the one of the biggest inspirations of my life because like to be able to like watch her work and collaborate with me is so inspiring so and like she's just so excited about this and obviously I am too but like sure to create something together that we're both so like it's I don't want to say it's like our child, but it it kind of is, you know, that we your creative child, our creative child. Um, it's it's been so cool, and I, I, yeah, I have no words for that. I really don't. Wow, how long has this been cooking? Oh gosh, um, a couple of months, not that long. But we finished the pilot, and. You know, we we don't we don't have that many connects, but we're gonna try and pitch it around. If we can't, we're just gonna make it ourselves. So I was gonna say, in terms of animation, mm-hmm. yeah, where are you looking? I know our good friend Cameron Rose has been taking yeah. some animation yeah. courses. Um, I don't know how far along real he's good. in that process. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I just, I not to pitch him for you. I'm just saying, no, like, yeah. it, 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 would a network like? Well, it's like they I, find an animator and they do that. That's wild. Yeah, it's like. The thing that they don't tell you about writing stuff is when you people come here to write, it is really, really, really hard to pitch a show because you have to know the right people. It's truly knowing the right people. There's not like an open call, like 
submit your stuff. It's not, it's not like that. You have to know the right person to get in the room to pitch this thing. And truly, I know maybe one person that's involved in the animation world. So it's like we are, have our expectations really high because we know this thing is really good. But we have to be realistic of like, if we want to get this done and done right, we have to do it ourselves. So, mm. yeah. That's rad. Wow. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Thanks. That's incredible, Lucia. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, you spoke about this earlier, um, this idea of like defining yourself at a young age if I'm going to be an actor. So I guess what we want to kind of curtail off of, love that word, mm-hmm. curtail. Curtail. Is what piece of advice would you give to your younger creative self? Oh, gosh. It's just, oh, man. That's that's the loaded question. That is a loaded question. Um, it's, you know, it's... It's that going we back... You can also to, come back to it, too. It's that whole thing of, like, don't be afraid to fail. It's, you know, because you're going to find all of your successes and your failures... Um, and also you aren't meant to be one thing. You're just meant to be an, a creative, you know, person with, with all these beautiful connections. That's all you're going to be. That's all I'm going to be for the rest of my life is like, I don't, if I, it's like, I don't know if I introduce myself as an actor anymore. Granted, I haven't come out, come to any strangers these days, but like, (laughs) right. (laughs) But it's like, I've been thinking about that. I'm like, uh, it's like people, if they were to ask me, what are you? I'd be like, I'm just an artist, a creative person, you know? So, and cause there's two, two of the most important things in my life are my creativity and my people. So as long as I'm being creative and making new connections and connecting with the people I love for the rest of my life, I'm solid and I'm good. That's so inspirational. That's wonderful. Thank Redefining you. I, I that. Really? Granted. Yeah. Redefining that for yourself. Going off of that, some days I'm like, you know, what are you doing with your life? Like what, you know what I mean? So it's like, I say all these things now because I feel inspired talking to you guys because you guys are my people. But maybe I'll wake up the next morning and be like, oh man, you need to get a job. You need to do this. You need to figure it out. But I feel like that's everybody creative person or not. It ebbs and flows. Absolutely. Especially during these given circumstances. Oh my gosh, especially. Thank you for not saying these times. Um, absolutely not. (laughs) It burns in my throat. I know. (laughs) Um, we talked, we talk about that quite often, this idea of the, the creative identity and how it's weathered during the pandemic prior to, you know, it was, it was, it was all, it was coming to a, a pressure point there. Redefining your creative identity as you grow up is really important and not feeling pigeonholed, you know, branding and all of that. and. And you, you spoke about it earlier, but this idea of like, I, you know, I think initially, I know for myself, I was like, oh, I am only, an, I'm an actor, dancer, singer, and that's what I do. And and so then I would feel guilty for not, yeah, you know, for putting my focus elsewhere. And I think this, this whole year, this fucking pandemic has stripped that away and gone, nope, you don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you feeling guilty about? Mm-hmm. What actually fuels you? What makes you happy? I'll tell you what's made me happy. <laughs> tell me. <laughs> She'll tell you right now. Tell you yeah. right now. Plants. Hell but yeah. It's true. It's plants, baby, and for yeah, her. I live in a goddamn That's jungle. Great. And I love it. <laughs> the first thing when we signed on to this 
recording was Sierra said, hi, can I show you my plants? (laughs) She's not wrong. I'm so proud of them because I'm like, it's like, dude, I never thought, you know, obviously I'd see like Instagram posts and it's like, oh, those are cute. But like, (laughs) those are some cute plants. Those are cute plants. But it's like, oh, wait, I can actually take care of them and like grow them and grow new plants. It makes you feel like you have a purpose, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, and there's creativity and there's in that. Creativity. So, for sure. You know, I'm it's not, a spectrum. It it's absolutely a spectrum. is a spectrum. Finding that creative, yeah, in the small forms, large forms, it's yeah. all important. Yeah, I think it's shifting your focus of like, oh, I'm, I'm going somewhere. I'm not doing something, you know. So it's like it takes that that alone takes all the pressure off of your shoulders of just like there's a check. There's an end point or there's checkpoints along the way. Those are the destinations I'm getting to. It's not about doing this one thing, you know? Oh, absolutely. So you have been an ideal first guest, let Aww. me say. You have given so much life to this mm-hmm. idea. We've been our, storming our brains. Honestly, you've given us so much to think about, and we love you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you guys what advice you'd give your younger selves? <gasps> yeah. She's turning mm. the she turned tables. She How turned the turntables. Turning have the tables. Turned. Um, <laughs> Shannon, you go first. I mean, first off, I'd say like just enjoy every bite of that sourdough toast that you love so much. Yeah. I would eat loaves. I love so much toast, and just not to beat yourself up about that. I did too, honestly. I loved yeah. bread and cream cheese and shit. Anyway, still do. Um, no, that's not my creative younger self. That's just my my sweet younger self. Um, same person. Mm, yeah, absolutely. One in the same. All in the same. Yeah, I think honestly, that's what I would tell my younger self is that. You already have the creative intuition. It's already all, you know, it's that, it's that, that, it's not a cliche. It's just been oversaid, but like you already have everything you need. Yeah. Um, it's similar to that. Stop trying to be something you're not. Don't try to f- fill the ideal version of who you think Shannon is supposed to be. She's already Shannon. She's already, the, the, the foundation has been laid <laughs> um, there. So, yeah, I mean, that childlike joy and wonder, I always try to tap back into it. Not always, but it's it's, it's hard. You're always trying to. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really hard. But that's a good place to go. Absolutely. Yeah, that was pretty vague, but uh, <laughs> popcorn Sierra. <laughs> <clears throat> um, you know, I think we we talked about it at the beginning of this podcast, but a big thing that I've really started to l- absorb this year is that hey guess what it's okay to fail and it's not only okay but important and so don't let that fear of failure stop you from pursuing anything Mm -hmm. I mean that's been such a major thing for me that's that's it that's great yeah Hey, I, th- I think we're going to take like a little fiver and then we have a fun little game to play at the <gasps> end. Oh, okay. So we're back. In. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get back to what I was saying here now. Um, you touched on this early on because we're all pretty much on the same wavelength, but this idea of defining your role for yourself early on, I'm an actor at, you know, X amount of age old years old. Uh, but a lot of what storms our brain is navigating this expectation we had for what our lives were 
going to be when we were younger and now embracing and being grateful for the reality of our lives as young adults. And one of those like formative elementary school games that we loved was MASH. Did you ever play <gasps> MASH? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> it's a good wow. one. And, you know, it gave a lot of weight to it, probably too much weight oh, to how sure. we wanted our lives to turn out. So, you know, once like for me, once I did shrooms and realized like time is a construct, like you can wander around a park (laughs) for you think is all day, but it's just an hour and a half, you know, mash becomes a lot more fun. Mm -hmm. It's like a little bit, it's more levity. It's, it's it's funny to see how this shit could roll out. So Sierra, Sierra is going to lead you through a game of mash. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) in, in case you forgot, mash stands for mansion apartment shack or and house, house. Mm-hmm. that's right um and so that's our first category but then we have about four other categories which i'll tell you and i'm gonna have you choose a few different options for each category okay uh so so the first category is potential partner for this i have one already so you're gonna just choose three okay uh from when i was younger any to any any present day i'm yelling okay it could be yeah anything really so it could be celebrity someone you just know it could be and it's really open-ended we're not going to do people i know because i have a girlfriend (laughs) yes of course of course yeah first things first before we do this yes i'm going to draw a spiral okay Oh, yeah, the and spiral. Okay. Yep, I this is exactly how we determine how the magic number, everyone, the magic number. <laughs> oh so I'm going to draw a spiral, and what you're going to do is I'm going to start. Okay. You just tell me when to stop. Stop right now. Great. Now I draw a line through the spiral. <laughs> this is all very technical. Uh-huh. We'll show it to you in the And camera. I won't tell you the magic number until after. Wonderful. We've chosen our options. Lucia, do you like this as a name for Sierra? Do you prefer she's the mash maitre d' or she's MC masher because she's like the master of ceremonies for mash? What about, if I may, the mash maker? <gasps> That's, <laughs> it. That's it. Mashmaker, mashmaker, make me a mash. That's our. Th- we're also gonna write theme songs for each segment, and that's we it. We have a theme song for the whole show. Oh, I love um, that. Which it was played at the beginning of this episode, mm-hmm. uh, but we're gonna have little segment songs. Well, there you go. You're so, welcome. I need royalties. Thank you. Insert <laughs> song here. Mashmaker. Do you want to pay for royalties as well um, <laughs> for that song? We'll talk off um, the air. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard no <laughs> oh my god okay back to the category so the first category is potential partner uh i want you to give me three options for this category they can be as wild or as realistic as you prefer mm-hmm. rihanna love it linda cardellini Ooh. thank you um <laughs> i have to look up who that is don't tell me i want to uh, do the work that's okay Yes, I know who that is. Freaks and Geeks. Yes, girl. Uh, Scooby-Doo. Dead, dead, dead to, to Me. me. Scooby-Doo. Yes, Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. I, would, I would do a whole She's podcast classic. about the live action Scooby-Doo, honestly. I'll join you. We'll have you back on. Great, thank you. Oh, all right, I need one more potential partner Can from you. Can Shannon do it? No. Oh, okay, great. I have to do she it. She did hers in the intro. This is yours. <gasps> uh, but don't worry, I have one for you. Okay. I have one for you. It's the fourth one, and you'll find out who it is. Yeah. Okay, all right. 
You pick three. Three is a magic number. Sierra throws in a... She's the matchmaker. She throws in that fourth. Can I... Um, can I throw in um, current partner Nicole Ledoux? Absolutely. Aw, yes. Just for funsies. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and the fourth one is me. <gasps> Sierra. <laughs> I'm done. All right. Moving on. Number of children. I only want you to choose three options because I have the fourth one. You have the fourth one? Okay. Can I pick zero, one, and two? Yes. <laughs> Zero, one, two, and I like it. What are you going to say? It's none, and that's okay. <laughs> and none is different from zero. None, this zero and that's is just okay. zero, but none is none, and that's okay. Okay. All right. Zero. You don't have to have kids. Right. Zero is more like, oh, your mom being like, when are you going to have kids? And then none, and that's okay is just none of that. Right. Mm. We're not putting up with the bullshit. None no. of that. None. <laughs> all right next question uh career options so what i want from you is four for this okay um let's see um criminal investigator Ooh. um <laughs> i'm loving this now so i want much. this next one to be word for word okay cringy mom youtube <laughs> vlogger <gasps> love it okay the this relates back to the tiktok y'all did about the baby names that got me. oh god uh, bullet bullet <laughs> check it out at nicole underscore ladue it's a good one um it's a great one anyway okay <laughs> third one um i'm going to say uh let's say uh i run a cat shelter <gasps> love it yeah and your fourth one Oh, I thought you were picking the fourth one. You are. Do you want me to pick it? Have Shannon pick it. No, I have it. Okay. Oh, she has it. I'm sorry. She's the matchmaker. Okay. And what is it? <laughs> How dare I? What's the fourth one? I want I want Shannon to pick the fourth one for the next category. Okay, okay. <laughs> what is it? My BFF. That's your job. Oh. That's your job. You'll get paid salary. I would. That would be the most ideal job. Oh, did you hear that? Buzz, buzz. Sorry, I heard it. Buzz, buzz. My phone farted. Um, I'm sorry. Finally, <laughs> farted with a ph. Farted with a ph. Full circle. Yep. Um. Finally, mode of transportation. Three, and then Shannon will choose our final one. Okay. Yeah. Horse and buggy. Oh. Right. Um. Um. Lime scooter. Ooh. And uh um we'll do let's let's do like a Tesla. Ooh. Ooh. I love how casual you said that. Yeah. And Shannon, what's number four? Uh I'm gonna go with a private hot air balloon. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> yeah, let me just grab my hot air balloon, I'll be right over. <laughs> you'll have yeah, you'll have a chauffeur. Great. <laughs> That's incredible. I want you to do that in the smog of LA. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay. So, my friends. Wait, can I change one? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, mode of transportation. Can you take out Tesla and can yes. you then replace it with riding on Jeff Goldblum's back? <gasps> like piggyback oh ride. Oh, my God. Yes. I feel like he'd get me anywhere. Tesla doesn't need your money. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to give it to them. Fuck Elon Musk. 
Sorry, keep going. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's the tagline for that. I feel like he could get me anywhere. And <laughs> Jeff Goldblum can get me anywhere. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my Friend. God. So here we go. We're going to do it. Yep. Your magic number is nine. I'm going to start at M. I hate odd numbers, but you can continue. Oh, I do, too. I do, too. Okay. But it is what it is. I'm so happy to hear you say this. When you played MASH, was this in classrooms? Was this at slumber parties? Did you play Ooh. it with your siblings? So I would often, I remember I'd play with, like, a friend in at recess. But um, mm. the sad fact is it was mostly by myself. No, lone mashing. That's important. You got to get your shit figured out. You got to count those. <laughs> I mean, it was mostly at recess. That's really important. At recess with like uh, yeah. my one friend or like on the bus with whoever I was sitting next to. But a lot of the time it was by myself, which is like, it's okay. In the end, all you have is yourself. God. That's depressing. I guess that's what I tell my younger self too. No, I think that's... <laughs> It's both depressing and inspiring yeah. simultaneously. <laughs> and isn't that life? Isn't that life? Wow, thank you for that answer. You're welcome. Yeah. It really did stress me out, though. Like, I felt it was a kind of a status thing, too. Like, oh, if you did yeah. it at a slumber party or something. Totally. Like, your answers, ooh, they mattered. Did you do it at How a slumber party? over there? I think it was a, a primarily a slumber party, but I feel like I did do it alone as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Some of that stuff you don't want to share, you know? MASH tells all. Lucia, I have your results. All right. Okay. Put them on me. Mashmaker! You're going to be living in a mansion with Nicole. <gasps> Ideal. You're going to have a child. Just one? Just one? Okay. I also ideal. Okay. You're going to be a criminal investigator, sister. Fuck yeah. And guess what? You're going to be writing on the back. <laughs> Of Jeff Goldblum, star of Jurassic Shut Park. up. I feel like y- you didn't, you, you, did you curate this for me or was this? this not no, no. Nope. I will never nope. hate on odd numbers again. There you go. Lesson I learned. Her. I watched her. I can, I can attest. Yeah. yeah. Nine is my lucky number forever. That's it. Wow. I'm glad we could find that for you. What a dream life, you guys. We're going to check in in how many years? Do you want to check in and see if this comes oh, true? Yeah, we oh, have yeah. To. Give me like, uh, yeah, give me give, give me like eight okay oh we'll do eight because we know each other eight we'll do eight. Oh, that's perfect check back in in eight years we won't talk until then and that is okay <laughs> this has been great <laughs> well thank you Aww. thanks for joining us and uh see you in eight years great. Wow. Bye. <laughs> as a final question i want to know do you have anything that you would like to share any whether it be a quote, a song, or a piece of poetry, or something that's resonated with you recently that you'd like to share with us. I've got it. Okay. It's going to sound cheesy, but you need to hear me out, okay? It's called You, The Career. And this is, you think, you're going to pick this book up and think, this is going to be another person that's writing, like, how to be an actor, how to market yourself, blah, blah, blah. It's not. It is not. It is written by um, a wonderful man named Benjamin Mathis, and I know him through Friends of Friends, but he's this amazing acting teacher and coach who I've had the pleasure of sitting down with uh, to have wonderful discussions, and he gifted me his book, which you should absolutely order. And it's a a holistic guide to acting life in the business. And it's basically, it's a series of like short things, like short poems, not poems, but like essays and um, short snippets of um, 
just pure wisdom, I think, about like being a good actor uh, starts from being a good person. Um, And I would love to read a passage if that's okay. Um, It ties into what we've been talking about earlier. Um, um, It's about generosity. And it's also about like just being okay with letting your creative ideas flow. At least that's how I interpret this. And it's um, no one can steal what you are willing to give. So you don't need to lock away your ideas, talents, connections, first drafts, happiness, attention, and love. You can set them all free. You cannot steal from a generous heart. Generosity is not transactional. Generosity is the only non-possessive form of love. Never be scared to give. Stop protecting what you've made. Creativity is not a product. It's a resource. You can always make more. The things we own begin to own us when we can't give them away. Wow. This this man is, is, is I mean, a, a genius and someone I, I hope to live my life more like. And um, shout out to Ben. I, I adore this guy. Um, and one more passage from it. It ties into you guys, my people like you. Um, and it's that communities are living things. They grow, they change, and without nurturing, they can die. To keep a community thriving, you must believe in, invest in, and celebrate the people in your community. The first passage, going back to that, when you first read it, how did that initially make you feel? It's just, it, it's everything I believe in. And it's it's only seeing it in a book written by somebody that I admire so hard that it is, I feel okay to like live in that space to just be like, oh, I can, I can give things to people and like I've been doing and I can just make connections and I can show them my ugly first drafts and I can show them love and not expect anything back. Just do it because that's, uh, that's gonna, it feels good. It feels good. And it's going to make the world move along and it's going to make, you know, everybody else feel better. And why wouldn't you want that? So, um, oh, I love that. I love that. By You the Career by Benjamin Mathis. It's You, The Career by Benjamin Mathis. The book I have is full of highlights, and I've read it. This is my third time reading through it, so um, it's great to have on hand. Um, Yeah, that's it. This has been so lovely. Thank Thank you you. for letting us storm your brain a little bit. We love you very much. I love you guys so much. And moms who are listening, we love you. We love you, moms. I love you, mom. Because it's only our moms. Our audience yeah. is only our moms. <laughs> yeah. I love you, Carolyn and Kathy. Thank you to our guests for answering the question, what's been storming your brain? A big old thank you to our technical producer, Tim Fuchs, for our funky theme song with Chris Agar on bass and Louis Tanuzzi on trombone. Thank you to Ellie Stovall-Brown for our rock and cover art and to all you listeners for joining us this week. Be sure to tune in next time for a few more ha-has and a lot less wah-wahs. And follow us on Instagram at brainstormingthepodcast. Bye-bye, boys. Have fun storming the brain. brain.